0: Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to this guest episode with Brittany Ellers. I am so excited to share this conversation with you as there is such deep feminine wisdom here around your menstrual cycle, syncing with the cycle of your hormones, with connecting to your pelvic health and your sexual health, and really being empowered with your body as a feminine being. So lots of wisdom to come. And before we dive into to this conversation. I want to remind you that we are doing a podcast giveaway here for the month of October. So the winner of this giveaway will receive a free 60-minute intuitive coaching session with me. And in this session, I'm going to support you in connecting with your intuition to overcome any doubt, any confusion, any uncertainty in the areas of your relationship or your career, or really anything that you have been feeling stuck with. So I'm really excited to gift this session to one amazing listener. And the way to enter this giveaway is to leave a rating and a review for this podcast by going to the Apple Podcast app. You can also do this on iTunes as well. And before you hit submit, for your review, go ahead and take a screenshot of your review and send it to hello at amynatalieco.com. That is how you submit your entry. And then we will be announcing the winners on November 1st. So make sure to submit your entry before October 31st and you will be entered to win. All right. And also, another beautiful invitation for you is that I'm hosting a live two day experience on November 12th and 13th called the Emerge Experience. And this event is for you if you are wanting to feel more confident, to be more self expressed, and to take the leap to go after your dreams and your desires. Specifically, if you want to step into your soul calling and you You want to put yourself out there more. You want to get out of your own way and stop playing small. The Emerge experience is going to be incredible. We're going to be covering all things mindset, embodiment, and I have some incredible guest teachers coming in as well. So it is an online experience and it is going to be really immersive and interactive. And we're going to come together with women from all around the world. And I cannot wait to guide and support you through this journey. So to find out more about the Emerge experience and to save your spot, I invite you to scroll down in the show notes and click on the link to purchase your ticket. All right, I'm going to introduce Brittany. So Dr. Brittany Ellers found her niche in pelvic health care after graduating with her doctorate in physical therapy from the University of St. Augustine and moved through her menstrual cycle and stress-induced pelvic floor pain. Since then, it's been her mission to tackle the taboo, educate openly about pelvic issues, including menstrual and sexual health, and to guide you through healing and accessing one of the most vital and powerful parts of your body. She believes the pelvis is the root, the center for life, creativity, and confidence. Her holistic and client-centered approach allows space for the whole body, mind, soul connection, and healing. Brittany can show you how to gracefully move through your reproductive years into menopause while embodying the brightest version of yourself. I absolutely love and adore this woman. She is a wealth of knowledge. She has also been a soul client of mine, and it has been such an honor to support her and to see her practice thrive and sharing her voice and her wisdom with more and more people. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Brittany. I am so happy to see you today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. yeah, it was so fun to just like see you. You're in a new new space and a new home space. and um you know we've worked together in a one on one capacity. We've had a friendship, and now I'm so excited to bring you on as a podcast guest to share your feminine wisdom all about pelvic health and cyclical beings and embodiment. So welcome, welcome. <laughs> thank you so much yeah it's been quite the journey together Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) so it's really cool to be here yeah I love listening to your podcast just FYI it's one of my favorite ones so Mm -hmm. I definitely receive a lot of that feminine wisdom when I listen to you and your guests so I just feel really honored
0: yay thank you (laughs) thank you thank you yeah I love it's so amazing podcasting just in general it's like this this frequency and this platform is able to reach so many women all over the world and yeah I just think it's really beautiful that we live in a time where we have access to so much wisdom and information um and Yeah, I know that you are a seeker, you are on your own spiritual path and deeply passionate about women and women's embodiment and supporting women on their, their journey to connecting more deeply with their bodies. So I'd love to start there and just have you share a little bit about what brought you into this work as a physical therapist and as a mentor and guide for women. Yeah. I feel like I've shared this story many times
1: and it's, it never gets old and it never like humbles me. So just going through my own shit, mm-hmm. I can cuss here, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just going through my own stuff. Like I was just an orthopedic PT and yoga instructor and I was experiencing a lot of stress not just at work, um, but in like the relationship I was in at the time. And it manifested as like painful urination, kind of like the feeling of UTI. Um, And it was just really, really uncomfortable. I didn't know what was going on. And at the time, like I didn't realize it was just like stress manifesting um, in my body, but kind of working through that. And I actually had a client at the time um, who was a pelvic PT. And so I gave her a call and she kind of coached me through this, like, basically embodiment practice, recognizing that my body actually grips and holds. And I was in definitely like a sympathetic nervous system state um, and not able to like process what I was feeling until I took some deep breaths and really down-regulated myself. And then kind of on top of that, I had seen uh, Kimberly Ann Johnson uh, in person at Bewell well when it was a thing. Um, in Encinitas. And she had me in tears by the end of her talk. Um, with like talking just about how women do experience like the medical field and you know, not being believed or being told a certain thing about their body and that feeling really traumatizing in a way. And then birth in its own right can be such a, a process and a journey. And maybe it's traumatic, maybe it's just, you know, a lot for your body to go through, but. Yeah. She was like, well, if you have the chops, like go into pelvic physical therapy. And I was like, okay. So it was about six or seven months after I heard her speak that I was taking my first class in pelvic health and it's completely changed my world and kind of all in the same year. I, I guided myself off hormonal birth control using the help of Elisa Vitti's book, woman code that Mm -hmm. one. yeah just it changes the way to this day like how I do my business how I treat others how I even offer like prescribed exercise or um, other embodiment practices other like mental and energetic practices so it's been super impactful not only for my life but definitely like my my clients
0: Mm. Yeah, let's talk more about that part of your journey because I think I know my experience as well being on birth control from, you know, a young age. I was on birth control for over a decade before I went off of it and I think that many women can relate to that because that's often what is the solution to all of your female problems, whether that be hormonal issues, emotional issues, like that's just what we're prescribed and there's really no other solutions, um, that are offered. So what does that look like? You know, what shifted for you in coming off of birth control and how has that helped you to be more connected to your own cycle?
1: Yeah. Well, like my train of thought back when I was first reading it, I was on the patch and like you, I was off and on uh, different kinds of birth control for about 10 years. Uh, First I was on the pill and then NuvaRing and then I was on the patch for about like a year and a half, maybe two years. And after reading the book or through reading it, I was like, well, I choose like very specifically what I put in and on my body, like from beauty products to like lotions to Like organic foods as best as I can, just like really healthy, healthier options. Like, why am I choosing to put like extra, not my own hormones in and on my body? And I was curious, genuinely curious, like, okay, I actually haven't been able to see what a period would look like and feel like without having been on hormones. So I didn't want to go cold turkey because I had heard, you know, many, many like stories. like post birth control syndrome can be really not great. And if you were say like put on birth control for all these other reasons, like, um, like anxiety, acne, irregular periods, uh, missing periods, all of that, um, it can get worse if you just go straight off of it. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I did this like birth control rehab. And it was basically just supplementing my my microbiome with a few different um, micronutrients uh, like um, L-glutathione, NAC, vitamin B complex. And there was one more, but I can't remember off the top of my head. And doing those for about two months while cycle syncing. So kind of taking into consideration what she writes about in the book. um, I altered what I was doing in terms of movement and really trying to honor my own energy and really, just coming down to that, like even if you had a, an irregular cycle, which I didn't, um, I'd never experienced that. Um, I just wanted to be able to tailor my exercise to what I felt in that moment and not just like push, push, push myself. Like, you know, we were trained to as athletes, like I was an athlete growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like the first month. I kind of just focused on that. And then the second month, I added in the cycle syncing aspect of food. So I was able to kind of look at these, um, like prescribed quote unquote lists of foods that would help me hormonally and help me in the broader scheme of things filter through these hormones, right? Because your body is one of the biggest, um, it's like just a processor, right? But you have a bunch of different systems that do that. So you have like your skin, you have your lymphatic system and you have your digestive system, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. And if your digestion's not really doing well, you like your, or your liver's backed up because you're drinking a lot of alcohol or, you know, things like that, your body's not gonna be able to filter through those hormones. So I did take that part really seriously. And, you know, in in the end, and actually looking back now, everything that was like talked about in those lists, just literally like verbatim, I was craving those foods during those phases of my cycle. Like, you know, a few months later. And it was like, oh, I'm literally just kind of intuitively eating what I am craving and kind of knowing the science a little bit of behind why, why you crave more food in your luteal phase right before your period, why you like need to eat more and it's okay. <laughs> and like, why you crave chocolate? Like, oh, it's because you need vitamin B and magnesium to help with everything, with all of the the movement of hormones and that kind of lowering of progesterone and estrogen and and testosterone. So It was very, um, it was more of a remembering than anything, I'd say, looking back, kind of coming into this intuitive way of living, which is
0: cyclical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is the feminine way of living, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like you mentioned the linear way, which I can relate to, too, as an athlete growing up you know, there isn't this, okay, well, if your body is tired, then it would be good to listen to that and to rest. It's like, no, like today we have practice and this is what (laughs) we're doing. And we're, we're, we're on with our schedule and these are the workouts that we need to do. And like, that's just not how the feminine works. And I do think that it's helpful to have structure and to, to have direction, but also, When that is combined with listening to your body and, and tuning into your body that that can be really helpful, which is a process because we're not taught that and so to learn how to connect your body is, is something that happens over time and with intention And one of the things that I love about your approach is that you do really love like the science, the background, like how does all of this stuff work and really understanding it. And then there's also the intuitive piece of, of letting your body guide you. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, that we're not really meant to eat the same thing throughout our entire menstrual cycle and also exercise fitness. We're allowed like to be, have movement be different throughout the different phases of your cycle. And I think even just that, you know, I didn't know until a few years ago that we did have different phases of our cycle Mm -hmm. and just the, the understanding of that can be so helpful. So why don't we cover that a little bit about these different seasons of the menstrual cycle?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like some people like to think about their period being day one of their, their cycle, and that's totally okay when I explain this, I love starting with follicular phase, which is after your period's over. Um, The reason being follicle to me is like the beginning. And I always use this reference, just like the follicle of your hair. This is where everything starts. So follicular phase is to me, phase one. And it's like your, um, yeah, just your beginning. And it's a place where, in a time where you might feel there's new things coming up for you new creative ideas you might be craving more fresh foods that aren't necessarily cooked um so i always think like follicular equals fresh like salads might sound sound good you might want some like kombucha or sauerkraut things that are fermented um, to help you process things it's about uh, seven to ten days long and this is when everything's starting to rise up if you're talking about you know, your main hormonal players like estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. And um, that then peaks into what we all know of as ovulation. And this can be thought of as a phase or like a singular event for sure. I give it a phase because this is the phase where you can become pregnant, um, but there is like a 24 hour window where that egg is viable. However, because our cervical mucus or cervical fluid actually changes and becomes stickier, creamier, more egg whitey, this is what helps things like sperm live in you longer. So that's why there's like a a range of days where you could get pregnant because sperm can live in you from like five to six days. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice, nice window. But this is also a phase where like your estrogen is peaked, your testosterone is peaked, this is um, a high energy phase. So you might notice also your skin is glowing. You have so much magnetism to you that people are bound to say yes to you. If you ask for a raise, if you ask for a first date with someone, or, you know, you just literally ask for anything. And um, there's been scientific studies done on that where you'll make more money when you're ovulating as well. Mm. And then you get into more of like your luteal phase. And this is kind of probably the most notorious of phases also um, related to PMS. I have my own kind of thought patterns on PMS though. I don't think it's a necessary way of being in luteal phase, but I definitely think since it is the longest, it's 10 to 14 days, it can feel like it never ends, but Because of kind of how I think about it in terms of creativity, like follicular is more of that, like newness, you might have these bright ideas and then ovulation, you're able to communicate better and share these ideas and network with people and get people on board. And then luteal phase would be like, get this done, you know, like do all the tasks to get this motion and project in line and going. And it feels very good to like do the little like checklist to do list. And maybe you also in the end have energy to organize your house and your closet, clean up your bathroom, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And it's also in a way um, like a nesting process so that you can actually find like rest and peace and recovery in your menstrual cycle, which is right after that. And that can be anywhere from like three to seven days, depending on your flow and depending on even that month, in regards to your stress, your travel, your sleep, if you got sick at all, um, all of that can be impacted. And yeah, I don't necessarily believe that luteal phases, like PMS is not necessary in luteal phase, but what is usually necessary is more downtime, more alone time, less active, like high impact cardio workouts, but you can mm-hmm. still get a good workout in and still feel amazing. And you won't have burnt yourself out um, by like keeping up with that as you did in follicular and ovulatory phase.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And and this is just scratching the surface. I feel like there's mm-hmm. so much in each of these phases that you can mm-hmm. learn. And and what I've found, you know, the the more connected that I am with my cycle, and the more that I'm in tune with my body. I have so much more compassion and love for my body so it's like you know in that instead of feeling like I should be creative all the time and I should be social all the time or excited all the time and putting this pressure on myself to be that way all the time then it's like oh okay like I'm actually in my my luteal phase right now. And like, I get to give myself some space right now and I don't need to be in that outward uh, high energy mode, like really being in tune with where I'm at in my cycle allows me to just be where I'm at. And I think that that's so helpful. And I know that um, Rebecca Campbell talks about this in one of her books. Uh, she's one of my favorite favorite authors. I think she talks about it in Light is the New Black, but it could be her other book, um, Rise to Rise, which talks about her story of working in a marketing agency. She had horrible PCOS, had really bad cramps and would just push through that time and really neglect what her body was trying to tell her. And our bodies are really intelligent when we have these messages from our body, like you were saying with, you know, uh, having painful urination or feeling, feeling that when your body was stressed, it's like, if we have these symptoms, we don't want to just mask them with birth control or just, you know, push them to a side and say, oh, this is just normal for being a woman. Like this is a normal experience I should be having. And it's like, no, like our body's actually speaking to us and asking for, rest or nourishment or for like taking care of your nervous system and and it has this this wisdom if if we're willing to listen
1: a thousand percent I was gonna say not
0: to kind
1: of disregard anyone's diagnosis by any means but any kind of reproductive or pelvic floor or you know sacral chakra energy manifestations of of pain or or dysfunction so yeah we already talked about a little bit of like, painful urination or UTIs like just yeast infections any kind of infections or flare-ups if you have an STI um but the menstrual regularities or missing periods painful periods i would even say like painful sex or uh, painful penetration with tampons or any other kind of menstrual products all of that like tailbone pain all of it like yeah not to like gloss over anyone's like you know diagnosis I think there's power in knowing or giving a name to it because then you can unravel it a bit Mm -hmm. but that kind of has just um like an energetic quality to it where if you get to the literally like get to the root of that thing usually it is something that has to do with like your stability with your just um ability to be grounded and kind of you know if we think about it in terms of like the feminine flow kind of being you know ungrounded it can feel very like flighty and um anxiety ridden even not knowing where to go not knowing what to do that kind of a feeling um and then it, obviously it's a vicious cycle if you have things like that like a lot of pain or um mm-hmm. you know um, infections and flare-ups and things like that but Oh yeah. There's so much to do in regards to it. And I think part one would be to just listen to your body to where it's at. And your body is so intelligent, like you said, and these messages are usually just like the first or almost sometimes the last straw and like the last thing your body's trying to like scream at you and alert to you. Like, Hey, you might need to take this IUD out. Hey, like you need to stop eating X, Y, Z. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, or you need to move a different way, or you need to have this conversation in this relationship, like, or you need to let go of that client, like they're Mm. draining and pulling your energy and it's literally causing you physical symptoms and physical harm. Not that, you know, it's not irreversible necessarily, but yeah, it's so powerful to know that.
0: Yeah. And something that I don't think I've shared this on the podcast and it's something that I don't talk about much, but as we're speaking about this, I think it's so important to share is in my own experience, like the year before I got divorced, I was dealing with so many health issues and I had been dealing with health issues before then, but everything got amplified specifically. My gut health got, got way more sensitive and like the emotional stress, the internal stress that I was going through in that time was, was a lot. And one of the primary symptoms that would not go away no matter what i did is i was having recurring yeast infections and mm. it was really like i did all of these different cleanses i used the herbs the supplements the dietary protocols i did everything that i knew how um like the herbal washes like everything and when i was going through my divorce i was working with before i decided to go to to go through with my divorce, I was working with an energy healer, um, because my, my body was just like shutting down and it was really bad. And, She asked me about my relationship and I had never thought that, you know, these physical symptoms could be an emotional manifestation. And I always thought about them as just physical symptoms, right? Like there's something out of balance in my body, but I didn't know that there was an emotional root to it. And when she pointed that out, because I hadn't told her that I was having issues in my marriage and that I was considered, like, I didn't tell her any of that. And so that was actually one of the signs of like, oh, I'm not listening. Like, I'm not listening to my body. I'm not listening to my intuition. And like, I can't keep ignoring it because my body is screaming at me. It, it's, it's telling me that there's something out of balance. And when I did finally get divorced, I did not change anything in my diet. I did not take any other supplements. I did not do another cleanse and like my digestive issues got better. My yeast symptoms completely went away. I like my, I lost all this weight that like, that I was, my body was holding onto. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was such, it was kind of one of those first experiences where I was really, it really showed me the connection between like mind and body, emotional, emotional system and our physical bodies and how these things manifest. And um, yeah, I mean, there's so much, so many philosophies around this. Louise Hay um, is, you know, she has a book, you can heal your life. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. You can hear your life. And then the body keeps the score is another one around trauma and how it gets stored in our body. So yeah, I love, I love this work. And sometimes it's a combination of both, you know, like we, we, this isn't like a uh, cut everything else out and ignore all the <laughs> science and ignore all the, the, right. the alternative. But just knowing that there, there is usually also an emotional root, I think is really, can be really empowering. Okay, my love, we are going to take a quick pause from this conversation because I have a very exciting announcement for you. On November 12th and 13th, I'll be hosting a live two-day empowerment event called the Emerge Experience. This experience is designed to help you embody your confidence, step into your soul calling, and emerge as your most authentic self. I'll be guiding you through some powerful mindset exercises, embodiment practices, and energy upgrades, and you'll be connecting with a like-minded community of women from around the world. This event is for you if you feel like you have been playing small, if you feel stuck and if you have been hiding and standing in your own way, but you know that your soul came here to make a difference. It's also for you if you already have a business, but you want to have a bigger impact. You want to feel more self-expressed and you know there is a next level of confidence available for you. To find out more about the Emerge experience, simply scroll down to the show notes and click on the link. I can't wait to share this live experience with you. Okay, let's get back to this episode.
1: I just read the book, um, Anatomy of the Spirit. And Mm -hmm. for someone who does like you know i started just with like the physical kind of aspect of things and in school they don't really talk about the energy per se but they definitely bring in like the biopsychosocial model and how these you know external stresses like at work or with family can impact someone's healing so that's you know helpful to know in the beginning but that book recently just kind of drew it out in terms of um the chakra system and uh it's, it has a little component of like religious sacraments and stuff, which is just interesting to me. Cause that's the background that I grew up in,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: um, to relate it all to the body was just like, Oh my God. And all of the, uh, case studies that she talks about and the healing does have to have all these other components. Like it is of course, physical. So all the uh, things that you're putting into your body and using externally or, um, yeah, like eating internally. Um, And then just all the emotional components, like, are you able to talk to anyone and like, get these feelings through process them? Are you moving your body? Just having it all come together and including this like spiritual aspect to it, I think just gives you that holistic healing that truly gets to the root of it. And it also just ends up giving you the tools. Like if ever that thing comes back, like I've had that problem before, like that was the first time when I had the painful urination before, and then I experienced it again. And then knowing like what to do for my body was so empowering. And then knowing like quickly, like, I'm not going to let this linger for more than a day. Like I need to get to have this conversation or I get to, um, yeah, tweak this in my life, whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, yeah, I know I've been out of whack. And it's been interesting too, like actually through the pandemic and everything, I, I keep telling some of my clients that the two times in the last four years that I've been off birth control, actually, yeah, this month is, makes it four years that I've been off hormonal birth control and I've been mm-hmm. using fertility awareness method. Um, there were two times where my period really showed me something was off. And it was March, 2020. And then like later on in July, 2020, when just stress was, you know, getting the best of me and I wasn't really regulating it well, um, I wasn't giving myself enough space to process it all. And it showed up as like, you know, not ruby red, perfect blood, you know, <laughs> um, and that's just like, a, I think a gift if someone is, you know, listening to this and feeling like, well, I fucking hate my period because it's it's crazy, it's long, it's messy, it's gross. You know, I encourage that person to just look at their blood and maybe see it as a gift because it is kind of a beautiful, crazy thing that we bleed every month and we don't die. And it is a litmus test for your overall health. Like there's a book called The Fifth Vital Sign, Your Period Blood itself is the fifth vital sign aside from like your heart rate or your respiratory rate or your blood pressure, like things like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's that important. And yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that, uh, Western medicine doesn't really like your average doctor might not know all this stuff about the period or the menstrual cycle in general. But I think that's kind of why I'm here. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, and other people like me that are are coming back to this remembering that your period is so sacred your mm-hmm. your pelvic health is so important and it doesn't it shouldn't get ignored and there's always something that you can do about it whether it is seeing you know a naturopath or seeing an energy healer or working with a pelvic physical therapist and kind of going through these motions together i think just helps for a, a longer um just a better journey, I guess, not a longer journey, but a better journey.
0: You, mm-hmm. know, you don't have to go through it alone. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And and i know that you have such deep wisdom around yeah the the feminine cycle and and yeah also the the physiology behind it because of your background and i also know another area that you're passionate about and that you teach your clients about is also like body literacy and and pleasure and you know using things like wands or eggs to, to relate to your yoni, to your pussy in a different way. And so, yeah, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that piece of your work and what you find with women who maybe have experienced a lot of sexual shame or feel disconnected with their bodies in that way.
1: Yeah. That's like a whole nother piece to my own journey as well. And I actually feel like I haven't talked about it that much. Um, but yeah, since I grew up in like a super religious household, sex was always very shameful for me. And I have I feel like I've come out on the other side and there's still ways that I'm evolving and, and owning my own pleasure in so many different ways. And it did start with like getting more regular with uh, self-pleasure practice. I personally like to call them sex labs because <laughs> I just find it, Easier for me to tap into my curiosity rather than like, you know, pleasure per se. But Mm -hmm. I understand, um, yeah, it can be challenging for people to like, you know, dive away from the pain side of the spectrum and go straight into like the pleasure side. So, like, right in the middle can be that curiosity. And sometimes pain is pleasure. So, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's interesting because, you know, I feel like you end up always working with people who kind of resemble a past version of you. And that's definitely what I'm picking up on is a lot of women who feel disconnected to their bodies who don't know how to connect to it in the first place or maybe have had some sort of uh, sexual trauma or shaming growing up and now they're ready to own their, their sexuality and, and their way of being. But it also might manifest first because there's some sort of um, unconscious block or or belief system that what they're doing is shameful because of family or you know friends lovers and yeah it's it's really interesting to work with them because I feel like yeah even in my like one-on-ones I don't like if I'm in person with someone I'm probably not going to access like their pelvic floor right off the bat I won't do anything like internally unless they're really adamant about doing it but i always encourage them to like check in with your body like this we don't need to force anything with this and sometimes i'll deny like no we're not going to do that today because i can see xyz in how you're showing up like you're literally gripping your toes you're you know clenching your jaw like so we're not going to go there we can save that for another time when you feel ready and your your body's ready and i think just taking that slow Approach and also just like a holistic approach. Like, so yeah, we end up talking a lot about their history and really getting clear on where it's landing in their body, whether it is their pelvic floor or it's like somewhere around their chest and their heart and their shoulders. And they have like, you know, a folding in kind of forward head posture. Like, you can tell, like, in some people. And again, just the same way that, you know, your emotional things might manifest physically as infections or just flare ups or, you know, missing periods, it shows in your posture as well. So it's interesting to kind of start as externally as possible, and then slowly get into more of the internal work, which if anyone's listening, like, what are you talking about? Like internal? Yeah, like pelvic physical therapy is using a gloved finger with consent internally at the entrance and into your vagina. And it can be so, so healing, even for people who have not had children. Um, So like myself, like I benefited from an internal um, holistic pelvic care session and it was it was life changing for me, you know, kind of getting to the root of like what I was feeling in my body. And I was experiencing a little bit of painful sex, but it definitely didn't have to do necessarily with the relationship I was in or am in. And um, yeah, it's, it's powerful for people, even if they are just maybe even wanting to become a parent one day and really understanding this place of their body. And again, coming to it with a lot of curiosity, and then maybe then it feels uh, like pleasure is accessible and just knowing that it's okay to experience pleasure. And Everyone's going to feel a little different. Each experience you have within yourself might feel a little different. And that's where those other like tools come in Um, the eggs and the wands. Like, definitely using your hands to explore first might feel doable. But also for someone who feels that like internal shame for touching themselves, using a a third party, you know, or a second party can feel really um, more approachable. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in the power of crystals which i do and mm-hmm. just you know it's healing earth property if you're using one that's not non porous um can be amazing and maybe even using at the same time as a vibrator if you're into using vibrators like it's there are different um schools of thought on that as well but yeah i'd mm-hmm. say whatever helps you get over that hump of resistance and lean more into the curiosity it's it can be like a transformative experience because then you can take whatever knowledge you have about yourself and and share it with anyone that you want to share your body with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I really love as you're speaking. I'm, I'm feeling into like the flow of this conversation, which really started with you know first like taking off the mask of what's happening in your body, like starting to tune into the sensations in your body, the symptoms that you're having, the imbalances, the irregularities, if there are any, any, you know, internal pain, things like that, looking at the physical body and starting to pay attention to that. And then going into like the emotional body of like, what, what might be contributing to this. And then like through that deeper connection with your body and deeper awareness around your body, then that often leads to curiosity around pleasure and around, um, connection with your own body and being empowered with your pleasure with a partner as well and feel like this this whole this whole landscape is really what what has been missing for women for so long it's been like this gap in education gap in information and i'm really happy to see and i think social media has a big part of this is to see like so many more women liberated in their sexuality so many more, women empowered in body literacy women speaking publicly about you know going off hormonal birth control like this was not the case especially even when when our parents were growing up and so we are living in a really transformative time and it kind of feels like there's like a revolution happening a feminine revolution happening would you say yeah absolutely i don't remember what wave of feminism we are on but that's what's so cool about
1: history i think is mm-hmm. that when birth control first came on the scene that was seen as like the feminist move to like take control of your sexuality because you could have sex with whoever you wanted and not worry about getting pregnant with them if you just took this little pill every single day you know and then you fast forward like 30 40 years and here we are and um it's it's wild because now the move is fuck this. We're not taking this silly little pill or we're not adding in these extra hormones because I know my body well, and I know those signs of fertility and I mark those down and I have empowering conversation with my lover, my partner, whoever it is. And we know when not to get pregnant because I know my body that well. Right. Mm. And yeah, it's it's so freaking cool to see that revolution in terms of like owning, owning your fertility. And even on the flip side, if you want to think of men and um they're ejaculating responsibly, hopefully, mm-hmm. there's a book mm-hmm. actually, I think, a book or some resource called ejaculating responsibly. And I think that's like it, it's a 50-50 thing, right? And to know our bodies is definitely like our fair share and to be able to relay it to anyone that we are with, not just like our partner, our person, but like, I don't know about you, but I'm like so comfortable going to a coffee shop and someone's like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm a luteal face. So like, I'm, I'm just getting this stuff done. Like,
0: don't bother. Me. <laughs> you you, <laughs> you would totally do that. In the coffee shop. I would do that with my I would do that with my friends for sure. So no, I That's literally like a normal conversation <laughs> with friends, but I a remember a like a health like, person. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I remember doing that to this one guy, like just on the corner of the coffee shop we go to, and he was like, huh? Like luteal phase. And I just like explained to him really quickly. And he's like, huh, I'm like, okay. But even now, I'll like Alquiz James, my, my boyfriend. I'm like, so what's, what's the F stand for? And he's like, follicular. I'm like, okay, cool. You know what that means. Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like goes into a spiel, but um, yeah, it's also empowering for like anyone in our, in our lives to know this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does for sure. Start with like educating yourself, but yeah, sometimes accessing the the right education or, you know, the teacher that's for you, that's kind of half the battle, Mm -hmm. but um, the information is out there. And I'm definitely on a mission to get it like regulated because Mm -hmm. not even in schools, it's, I forget what the exact percentage is off the top of my head, but it's not even like a hundred percent schools need to have medically accurate information about sexual anatomy so what's that? Like what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want that to be like changed in every single school. Um so that we start with this like really really young. And mm-hmm. I think like part of my work too is not just teaching, you know, women our age or people our age um but really yeah starting with like these young menstruators and maybe they haven't had their period yet, but maybe they're like knowing that they're kind of close. And that's when you first start getting like your your health ed, you know, Mm -hmm. in middle school and stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's been really fun this past year. I've been a part of a a women's outreach mentorship program through a nonprofit here in San Diego, uh, Changing Tides Foundation. And um, I get to speak to these teenagers about their periods and owning that. And yeah, it's pretty funny, like how they react. But, you know, I try to make it as, as honest and fun and less awkward as possible than like, you know, speaking to a parent.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're the perfect person to do that. So I'm so (laughs) grateful that you're doing that work. And yeah, I know you share a lot, a lot of really empowering content on your Instagram. So I'd love for you to share your Instagram and where our listeners can find you to learn more
1: yeah so instagram and tiktok it's the same handle it's b.ellers e-l-l-e-r-s and i'm pretty active on social um i also have a website www.wearebeingbetter.com that's all spelled out and yeah i've got some cool projects coming up i'm revamping my phasic community alongside a a crowd fund i don't know yet when this will be released like you said Mm -hmm. but um yeah, maybe my crowdfund will still be going on because guess what? A podcast is coming.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just for those (laughs) listeners to know, um, I talked to Amy while I was doing my one-on-one with her and um, told her I wanted to start a podcast. So this has been like over a year in the making, Um, but I finally have found my voice activation and I've been wanting to share this in a different way. So thank you for that Mm. inspo
0: yes of course i absolutely yeah love supporting you and so happy to see you know where you're at in your soul calling path and putting yourself out there using your voice sharing your gifts like yeah it's such a joy to see that and i'm so grateful that we get to meet in this space too so thank you thank you for all your wisdom today and we'll be sharing all of your info in the show notes so that our listeners can come find you thank you for having me amy Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review you this is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world to leave a rating and a review you can scroll down on the podcast app on apple podcasts or on itunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life thanks again for being here and we'll see you next monday for another episode of the feminine frequency